0: Praise God! Good morning, brothers and sisters, uh, here at church and those uh, that out there joining us and in, in uh, Facebook world. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. I, I just want to say, I, I got some good news. I got some good news that Jesus Christ is alive. Amen. And He is a, you know, as we sang this song earlier. He, he is the center of it all. Amen. You know what Jesus said? He says, I'm the Alpha and I'm the Omega. I'm the first and the last. I'm the beginning and the end. You know what all starts with him and then all ends with him. You know what that what that means is he's, a, he's, 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 he's the start of the church. The scripture says that he was the firstborn for many brethren. Amen. Amen. He did all of the work. He did all of the work. I got some good news for you today, and uh, we're gonna—my beautiful wife and I are gonna come up here. And we're gonna go back and teach about pride this morning. But in the meantime, I just want to tell you that Jesus is alive and well. Amen. And I want—and I want to tell you that He reigns. That He reigns above all your problems this morning. Amen. Amen. You know. Amen. You know. Um, we were singing this song that Jesus He's. That we are more than conquerors. Yes. He has made us more than conquerors, yes. right? Yes. Overcomers, and we, we reign. Yeah, I love it. You know why does he say that we're more than conquerors? Yeah, think about it. Well, what what makes us more than conquerors? What makes us more than conquerors is that everything is done. Everything's already. It's already done. It's already. Listen to me now. It's already been conquered. He, he conquered it. Mm-hmm. So we live, we're more than conquerors because we live in that place where everything's already been conquered. Glory be to God. Amen. Everything Amen. has already Amen. been conquered. There's nothing left to conquer. Glory. Amen. I love it. That's yeah. right. Amen. And then he tells us that we're overcomers. How, well, I thought it was already conquered. It didn't say there wouldn't be a tax. He said are going to be a tax. That's why he gave us, That's, but he made us overcomers. He overcame. He conquered. We live in what He conquered. And when things try to come our way, we already we overcome them. Right. Why? Based on what He did. Right. Based on the finished work of Jesus Christ. Amen. Right. Amen? Amen. Amen. So whatever you it is you're dealing with this morning, all right, whether I'm if it's sickness and disease, if it's lack of poverty, I, I, you have a lack of peace if you're dealing with you know, anxiety and, and all these other things, it's already been conquered. Amen. You are now live as the overcoming that he made you to be. Yes, yes. Trusting yes, that he yes. has already conquered it. Yes. There's nothing greater than Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. There's nothing greater than Hallelujah. the son of the living God. That's true. Amen. Who came to live for us, to die for us, and to set us free. Glory. The scriptures tell us whom the Son has made free is free Amen. indeed. Amen. Amen. I'm free indeed. Hallelujah. I'm free. Hallelujah. Can you tell Hallelujah. yourself this Hallelujah. morning I, I can't I can't say it, Pastor? Amen. I can't say it because I'm not. Yeah, you are free. Amen. We we just gotta get you over on that side where you can start moving and walking Amen. in your freedom. <laughs> Amen. 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 He says, "We're more. How can you be more than a conqueror unless you? Co- everything's already conquered. He conquered it all. Glory to God. Amen. And we overcome because He's more than a conqueror. Amen. It, he overcame, and we're more than a conqueror. Amen? Amen. Amen. Man, what a way to start a Sunday morning, huh? Amen. Amen. What a way, way to start every day. is way up saying, "Well, I'm more than conqueror. I'm more. What does it mean to be more than a conqueror? You're either a conqueror or more than a conqueror. Here's the issue: there are too many of us trying to conquer. There's too many of us trying to conquer, trying to conquer bad habits, trying to conquer poverty, sickness, and disease. Forget about it; you can't conquer. It's already That's been right. conquered.
1: That's right. That's right. Only
0: Jesus could do that, right? You, you're impotent without Jesus. Amen. All right? And that's why we're on this subject of pride today. Amen. That's why. To make people mindful that you're stuck in your flesh, you're stuck in your own ability, and so you you say I'm wanting to conquer, but you're still trying to conquer. Mm. Man, I see the church all over the country. Now, now, forgive me for saying this, some of you, you I'm not a political person, I'm not. But this church in America is trying to conquer. Mm. I heard a man say the other day, he said, this is what he said, this is a preacher. And he said this. He says, we're going to, how do he say it? He says, we're going to, we're going to battle in the spirit and we're going to battle in the natural. I said, well, you lost already. <laughs> God never called me to battle anything. He only told me to do one thing. He told me to fight the good fight of faith, and he gave me armor. He didn't tell me to be involved in none of this mess. He told me that, he said, I'm more than a conqueror. And then Paul told me and you, he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. To everyone that who believes. Amen. To the Jew first and to the Greek. He says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, not fist to fist. Not nasty uh, 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 verbiage to nasty verbiage. It says from faith to faith he says the just are the righteous you what a believer is supposed to be. For the just shall live by faith. Don't tell me you're doing God's work. You're under a demonic influence. Hmm. You're operating under a Luciferian spirit. Spirit. I'm just letting you know, we are more than conquerors. The work is done. Now why don't we walk like that? Why don't we talk like that? Why don't we love like that? Why don't we have compassion like that? Why don't we put on the honor of God and not take up our arms? Why don't we take up the armor of God? He, he gave us honor why don't we use his own
1: mm.
0: mm. because we're full of pride
1: mm.
0: because we're trying to do something that God's not even concerned about wow. he wants to pull those... he wants to pull the, he wants to raise the dead instead of free. He wants us to preach the gospel. Whom the Son is made free is free indeed. The problem is these folks aren't free. Mm. They're not free. They're at war within them themselves and they're at war with the world. With others. With others. Amen. Amen. There's no freedom because of okay. pride. Okay. Amen. Amen. Glory to God.
1: I can't even follow that pastor. Well. God is, good. Good, God is, good. God is good. yes he is and now
0: now we have what he's given us so that so I can what he's given us is new life in Christ Jesus yes. he's given yes. us new life in Christ Jesus yes yes, yes. all right yes. he's given us a life of victory. Yes. The only thing that the scripture, in the Pauline Revelations, the only thing it declares is victory.
1: Have, Everybody
0: say, I have the victory. I have, I have, have the, the victory. victory. If you have the victory, then you'll rest. Mm-hmm. If you're not resting, you have not the victory. You're still battling. Can you stand in front of your circumstances that come at you? Can you be an overcomer? Can you stand in front of your circumstances and say that Jesus reigns. Hallelujah. He reigns above poverty, yes. sickness, and disease. He reigns above uh, chaos. He reigns above all these things that come to attack. Jesus reigns. He reigns. And if he really reigns, then you'll begin to rest. You'll get out of the way and you'll rest. And you'll understand. He asked us to listen to this. Hebrews. I believe this. Chapter 13 and verse 15. Hebrews 13, 15. I got the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hebrews
1: 13,
0: 15. It says this. Oh my goodness. Man. By him. By what Christ has done. By him, let us, by him, recognizing everything is already done. Mm-hmm. Recognizing that it is finished. Recognize that I am in the kingdom of the Most High God. I am a believer. You be a Christian, I'll be a believer. I'll be a believer in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Look what people have done in the name of Christianity. A believer in Christ doesn't live like that. Praise he doesn't God. hate, he doesn't manipulate, he doesn't steal. Amen. But by him by whom Jesus Christ, therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise. amen. To God, how often? continually, continually. continually. Mm-hmm. that is the fruit of our lips. Yes. The fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 It's about what he did. We live based on what he accomplished. We live in what he conquered. We overcome because he overcame. Amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. I can't hear you. Amen. 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 Amen.
1: Amen.
0: He said, let by him. Recognize everything that God did for us by and through Jesus Christ. Therefore, let us, us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. Lord, amen. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Mm. I
1: love
0: it. I love it.
1: <laughs> I love it. Praise God. Mm. And what, third Sunday, third Sunday? On yeah. pride? On mm-hmm. pride. And I'm telling you, it's, oh, I'm seeing it, because pride it comes in so many different ways, and I'm seeing it as pastors just ministering right now. Pride is keeping us from trusting God. Oh my goodness. Pride is keeping us from truly trusting God. How sad is that? How sad is that? And we're so unaware. It's so subtle that we're so unaware. And we keep thinking it's God. But it's not. It cannot be said more eloquently by the Holy Spirit. It's already done. There's nothing left to do but trust and believe God. Amen. There's nothing left to do but to see ourselves in Jesus Christ. But I can't see it. I wonder why. But I got
0: this circumstance. I got to, you know. I, I, I'm telling you, I, you know, when I got this situation, you know, Obama, he, you know, he he just offends me. He, he 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 attacks me. He comes after me, you know, and 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 I'm just sick of him. Mm-hmm. He says all these negative things about me.
1: I'm going to get there. Glory be to God. Praise God. I'm going to get there. Want to talk about Solomon? Let's talk about Solomon.
0: Let's talk about Solomon. The book of Chronicles, chapter 1. No, 2 Chronicles, um, chapter uh, 1. And we're going to read verses 1, 2, 3, and then 7 through 12. I want to tell a little story here. You want me to read
1: that? Yes, please. Second Chronicles chapter one, one through three. And Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him and magnified him exceedingly. Then Solomon spake unto all Israel, to the captives of thousands and of hundreds, and to the judges and to every government and all Israel, the chief of the fathers. So Solomon and all the congregation with him went to the high place that was in gibeon but there was the tabernacle of the congregation of god which moses the servant of the lord had made in the wilderness
0: now here we
1: see the this solomon he
0: will say he was 12 years old 12 years old and he became the third king over israel Third king of Saul, David, then Solomon, who was the son of David, and Bathsheba. And David passed on. He knew that Solomon was a king from the word of God. He knew that he was a king. So here we see, so Solomon, 12 years old, and all the congregation with him went to the high place that was at Gibeon, where there was a tabernacle of the congregation of God, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, had made in the wilderness. Now listen to this. Here's a 12-year-old boy that's told he's to lead this great nation. Twelve years old. Amen. 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 You ask some people to lead the choir and they don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because pride won't let them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You ask some people to, you know, to in, in the body of Christ to do this or to do that. And you know, you feel like as a pastor's as a pastor or a leader in the church, the Holy Spirit would ask you to do. You know, we know what the needs of the body is. And and so do it oh but Pastor, I can't do that. Oh no that no that's not me. Oh that uh uh-uh, not me. No, I I I I I I because pride's in the way. Mm-hmm. You see, Saul, Solomon, Solomon got that charge to be a king and he stood up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He denied his inability. Yes. He didn't consider, even the people didn't even consider his lack of experience or his age.
1: Amen? Amen. Can you read? Read. And that night, did God appear unto Solomon, verse 7. And that night, did God appear unto Solomon and said unto him, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said unto God, Thou hast shown great mercy unto David my father, and has made me to reign in his stead. Mm-hmm. Now, O Lord God, let thy promise unto David my father be established, but thou hast made me king over people at the dust of the earth and multitude. Oh my, mm-hmm. he
0: saying, Lord, this is too big for me. Mm-hmm. He said, Lord, this is to, him. he said, now, Lord God, let thy promise unto David my father be established, for thou hast made me king over Look at what he said. Your promise. Your word. Your promise, Lord. He said, let your word be established. Let God's word be established, for thou have, this is what you've done, Lord. You have made me king over a people like the dust of earth the earth in a multitude. Now that's a laughing stock. Some of you don't even trust your 12-year-old to watch your, your, your younger siblings. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. But this was something that God had ordained. Yeah. This was something that God did. This is something that God said. And here's a 12-year-old boy that says, because you said this, Lord. He already knows how to trust God. Some of you have got your 12-year-old in children's church. Mm -hmm. When they ought to be in a congregation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Playing games, video games. Or doing whatever they may be doing in there. When they ought to be sitting under the anointing of the word because of Solomon at 12 years old could take over kingdom Amen. at 12 years old. Amen. They can learn, and, and I'm sure he didn't learn uh, to be faithful to God at 12. He probably learned it at 6 mm-hmm. and, and 4. Mm-hmm. And he probably watched his mm-hmm. father.
1: Amen. Come on. So, go ahead. Verse 10. Give me now wisdom. This is, this is his answer. Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in report this people. For who can judge this thy people? That is great. The people are great. Who can judge this he thy does people? Who all these people? And God said to Solomon, because this was in thy heart, and thou hast not asked riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thy enemies, neither yet hast asked for long life, for people for yourself, but has asked wisdom and knowledge for thyself that thou mayest judge my people over whom I have made thee king. In other words,
0: in other words, he's saying, I'm inadequate. I can never be king or be to your people what you want me to be because you're so big, God and you have many promises for your people. And they're to walk victoriously. And they're to walk healed and hope. They're to excel in life. And I'm to be their leader? The only way that that can happen. I can't do it in my own strength. I yield. I beg. I ask for your help. You appointed me. Now anoint me.
1: Glory be to God. Amen, amen, amen. Only appoint the anoint. Glory be to God. Lord, in verse 12, wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee, and I will give thee riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings have had that have been before thee, neither should there any after thee have the like. (laughs) You're going to be greater
0: and wealthier, and you're going to have more because of your approach to me, because of your dependence upon me, because you trust me, because you recognize how great I am. You recognize in my mind, it's done, it's over, and this is the outcome. Mm. Mm. This is the blessing, is the outcome. Mm.
1: Glory
0: some of us believers don't walk in the blessing of God because we don't believe what his word says, because we're too focused on, the, on what we see in this natural realm, we're focused on people, we're fo- focused on people, some of these people that we're trusting, they're dead. They're already dead. That's right. mm-hmm. Some of these people we look up to, they're dead. We, we need to turn to the living. Lord, we need amen. to turn to Christ. We need to say, Lord, you have to do this because I'm in, in, inadequate on my own. I know I was called to do this, and Lord, you know, God never, ever calls unless he anoints.
1: Amen, amen. Ooh. Ooh, Lord,
0: you to that. He whom, like there was a book written one time, I never forget. He whom he calls, he anoints. But the problem is we get so stuck on how somebody is going to see me or how I'm going to fail. I'm not going to, let me tell you something. God called me to do something. I don't care what it looks like. I need to go forward doing it because he is going to be in the center of it. Amen. Amen? Amen. Because I'm going to make, we want to make room for him. But when I comes and shows up, but I... But somebody, you know, they're going to say this about me, or they're going to say that, you know. If you're one of those people, you're never going to go forward. You're never going to grow. You're never going to move forward. You're not going to be a blessing. You're not going to be a blessing to the kingdom because, number one, you're you're not, not, you you don't have, you have more. You have more confidence in what you can do than what God can do. That's true. Amen. That's true. It's called pride. It's called pride. Alright,
1: let's keep, keep going. Just, okay, just so go, go, go. with the asking, with the asking, I'm gonna to go to part Six with that, with, with having talked talking about this. Okay, good. Because think about it. If the father said to us right now, if he said to, to you right now, ask of me. He just says, Ask of me. And he didn't ask all these things that he should have he didn't ask for riches or honor or the you know, people, none of that. Would you, and and search your own heart, would you ask for something for you or would you ask for something that's going to bless and benefit others? Because what he asked for was to benefit others. But it all came back to him because he he exceeded any other king. But he was concerned about others.
0: And something that would bring glory to God. Yes. How? Because based on what God said, he wanted to, what, God to say, uh, what
1: God said to prevail. So Amen. He wasn't concerned about him. Not He was concerned about him, and he was concerned about
0: bringing the Father glory. Amen.
1: Mm. Amen. Let's go over to Mark 6, and we're going to see someone else in a position, in a position to ask, to ask of a king, another king. Mm-hmm. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be glory, to God. Uh, Thank you, Lord. We're going to go to Mark 6. And you know the story, I'm gonna give you a kind of a summarizing for you. You know the story, you know the story of John the Baptist and you know he was beheaded. So what happened is, Herod the king had married his brother Philip's, had taken his brother Philip's wife and it was against the law for him to do that. And the queen, I mean she was, well, Harry's wife was very upset because John had said that so she was very, very upset. But she didn't do nothing about it. She had no authority to do anything about it. She's just angry. So on Harry's birthday, he invites all of these people to celebrate his birthday. And as they gather together and the wife, the wife, um, she dances for Harry. Harry was very pleased in her dance, in her dance. So he says to her, I will give you up to, what do you want? Again, he's saying, ask me, what do you want? I will give you up to half of my kingdom because she had pleased him in her dance. And she went to her mother and said, what shall I ask for? And the mother said, okay, let's see. Let's read, let's read, um, let's read verse 22 first. Mark 6, 22. And this is when, and when the daughter, and when the daughter of the said hero teacher, Herodias, came in and danced and pleased Herod and them that sat with him, the king said unto the damsel, ask of me whatsoever thou wilt, and I will give it thee. And then in verse 26, because she asked, for she went to her mother as I said and she asked and her mother said the head of John the Baptist and verse 26 says and the king was exceeding sorrow yet for his own sake and for their sakes which sat with him he could not reject her he's the king if the king makes a proclamation he has to honor it he has to honor it so verse 18 reads let's go to 18 but John had said unto Herod, it is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. And she was very, she was angry. So what happens What happens now is when the daughter goes and says, what shall I ask for? And the, the mother, her mother says, the head of John the Baptist. Straightway, he's the king. Straightway someone goes out. This is in the party. This is still during the party. They go out, they behead John the Baptist, they bring it back to the damsel on a platter. She takes it to her mother. And I'm this time, this is like this is a horrible story. But what I want you to see in this story, pride displayed and unforgiveness because of what somebody has said because of what somebody has said. And I'm saying this to you, how many of you here can find unforgiveness in your heart? That's a form of pride. Mm -hmm. Can you have unforgiveness in your heart? Mm -hmm. Based on what somebody said, it could have been a lie. And And if it wasn't a lie, if it was a case where there was a misunderstanding, if it was a case that, well yeah, that did happen, but you don't understand the whole story. Unforgiveness is also a form of pride. And this was, this was taken to an extreme, yes. But how many of us have held on to things for years and years and years because we were too prideful to forgive? How many of us are gonna take unforgiveness to our grave because of what somebody said?
0: oh did she ever get
1: a, she, got oh, offended. yes oh, and the scripture tells us offense will come we will have many opportunities to take offense we will so are we going to take it because the scripture says don't give offense nor take offense but when it comes are we going to take it and let it let it simmer and just hold on to it and let it affect us and let us put us under stress and anxiety and whatever else comes, lack of peace, whatever comes with it. All of this stems from pride. is the root. It's the root of Proverbs only. Only by pride, 1310. 13, 10. 13, 10. Proverbs 1310. Only one way. One way pride comes that's by contention. As Pastor says, either in you or the other, but somebody. Somebody or both. One, the other or both. So now we have pride is the root. And all of this is coming from that root. Now you take offense. And now you're angry with this person. A lot of times you can take offense with someone and they don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. They have no clue that they've offended you. Yep. And then you carry that. Yes.
0: You're carrying it. They don't know. But you're carrying it in your heart. You know, these are heart conditions. This is a heart condition. we pride is a heart condition. It's not, it's not just something that's in the head. This is a heart condition. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know, only by pride comes contention. It's a heart condition, which means if it's a heart condition, the same way love can operate, hate can operate. Mm. Mm. You, all right, I'm going to get, get So, Do you know that hate or racism or all that, do you know that's a heart condition? Mm, it is, absolutely. You know what? And, and, and in most cases, and, and you know, there's probably another term, I'm sure there's another term I could use with that. But that, you know, because you always want to have somebody under your feet. You want somebody else to be worse off than you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Superiority.
0: Superiority. Yeah. Amen. Pride. 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 If you were confident with who you are in Christ Jesus, yes. Yes. If, you, if, right. if you knew, I'm talking to believers now. I'm talking to, I'm, you see, more believers have issues with these things than not, more, I'll put it this way, more Christians have issues with these things and anything else. They have issues. They have they they have hate in their heart, but they call it love. Mm-hmm. They, they call it righteousness. You know what it sounds like when Jesus says, you hypocrite? Mm-hmm. You're just a religious mm-hmm. bunch of gobbledygook. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. Because pride is a heart issue. When you take offense, you take offense. When somebody says something to you about you, it gets you, you get hurt in your heart. You get devastated they would say this. How could he see me that way? How could they say this? Instead of saying, you know what? I'm going to evaluate what they said. If there's any truth to it, I'm going to ask God to help me to make that change. Until then, I'm going to believe what the word says about me.
1: Amen.
0: I'm going to believe that I am everything that God says I am. Amen. Right. Yeah. I love it. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And then you would go to bed. You would rest at night. You wouldn't get caught up. But <laughs> she said, "You know, I, <laughs> all right, honey, I'm telling myself, man, I would say some crazy stuff to this woman just because I'd be so mad at her. I couldn't. I don't know why I couldn't get to her. I know why I couldn't get to her because she knew she wasn't crazy right yeah. either. That's I did everything I could. I would say stuff. She looked at me. I'm like, this girl's going crazy." But it helped me to learn that when you know who you are in Christ Jesus, I'm not going to, I don't care what you say about me. I'm not going to punch you in the face because you said something about me. I'm going to look at you and go, huh, okay, whatever. I might frown up for a minute, but I pray, God, I catch myself. Try to help me catch you. <laughs> Try to keep me mad at you. Try to keep me from talking yes. to families that are torn apart by this. Let's not even go out and talk about people
1: in the workplace. And in the let's talk about families. Amen. Let's talk Amen. about marriages. Amen. Yep. Let's give you the flip side of that coin. The flip side of that is when he, would, when was Pastor just said um, he would say crazy things. And he said some crazy things. Yeah. I agree with him 100%. <laughs> but the thing about it is, which he didn't know what, what was happening on my side of it, is when he would say those things, and I would... Examine myself. Okay, that's so why is he saying that? Is there is there something? Is there an area in my life that I need to correct? Is there you know, Lord, reveal it to me? Why would he say that about me? Why would he talk to me that way? Why you know, why, why, why? So I'm asking myself, Lord, you know, show me, show me. And so he didn't see it that way, but he was helping me. In the process, he's helping me become more Christ like. You know, he's helping me, okay. If there's an area in my life that needs to be corrected, I need to correct it because I need to demonstrate who Christ is in my life. Mm -hmm. So, if someone says something, don't simply dismiss it, but examine yourself. What did I do or say that even though, because with me, with me, I'm saying me. When you got that cookbook, that was, that was one. I am, I am a person the pastor, that that I guess, hmm, I don't think the mold. I guess, because yeah. okay, I I'm different in some ways, a lot of ways. What yeah. Mean, no, me? no, I'm just saying people. Sometimes there are people who they're not understood.
0: Yeah, yeah. She can be very misunderstood. Yeah,
1: that's uh, what I was looking. For.
0: Yeah, yeah that's and sometimes I'm you can for. even think she's being arrogant. Sometimes, no, no, you can. No, I mean, you can't because she, when you say things, she just look at you like, you know, and people want a reaction. And a lot of times if somebody don't give you a reaction, you, you, you're you thinking the wrong things about them. Right. You know, maybe they're like, okay, I'm going to check myself. Okay, is there any truth to that? And if there's no truth to it, then I'll just blow it off. Right?
1: <laughs> and people think you don't care. Yeah, that's right. what I mean. Yeah, right? people think you don't care. When you're, you're, you know, you Thinking about it, you're praying about it. You know all these things are going on internally, but you don't see anything externally. So you think that I don't care. No response. No response. Yes, no response. Right. Right. But you constantly, you know, we as believers, we're constantly, you know, checking our hearts. Yeah, yeah. To have the right heart toward the Lord, Mm -hmm. and to avoid being prideful. Right. No thing is arrogance. Yes. Pride causes people to be arrogant. Yes, it does. You know, they'll just say anything.
0: I mean, just, just nasty. Mm. Just arrogant. Mm. And, when, and when people get offended when people say things about them, then they begin to attack other people. Right. Right. They always got to come back with something yeah, evil I, to attack other people. Mm, I always got to yeah. have a last word. I always yeah. got to make you look smaller than me. Mm. Mm. It's disgusting. Mm. It's pride. It's called pride. I'm the greatest of all times. I do this. You know, I, 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 me, I, I, my, I, me, my, I, 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 Let me tell you something. I was counseling with a brother one time. It was this couple. They were going through some marriage issues. This has been many years ago. And so they were just both ranting and raving, and they were going off. And so I asked her, I said, take her. Just take her with you. And she took the wife off, and they went into another room. Or I don't know where they went. But I sat down with this man, I said, I just want you to talk. I said, I want you to tell me everything. And let me tell you something. This was for 35 minutes. And as he talked, I would write. Every time he said, I, me, I, me, I, me, I, me. And every time he said, her, 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 her. And I wrote it all down, and every time he said, we. Right? So I sat down at the end of the, when he, he's about out of breath, he told me so much stuff. And I gave him a piece of paper, I want you to look at that. He said, what is this? I said, this is every time you said I. This is every time you said her, you made accusation against her. And this is the time you said we. Forty-nine times he mentioned I, 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 I. Right? He made accusation against her like 20-some times. And he mentioned them doing anything, any unity, he only mentioned that three times. Mm -hmm. And I said, you look at that. You know what he said to me? He got up, he said, oh my God, Pastor, I'm the problem. He said, I'm the problem. It's all about me. It's all about me and what she's not doing for me. I want this and how she, and me, 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 me. And he was taking total and complete offense. He said... He said, oh, he, I didn't have to say another word. He said, it's all about me, pride. He was in pride. He recognized it. He was in full-blown pride. I don't know what happened in the other room, but that was a test that I, I used. That was something that I did. Now I can't use that on other people because they're watching this because then I'm try to kick me out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Arrogance. Arrogant. People can be arrogant. Uh-huh. Proverbs 21.4. Four.
1: Proverbs one four.
0: Why be arrogant?
1: <laughs> look at this. A high look and a proud heart and the plowing of the wicked is sin. A proud wow. look. That's arrogance. Oh, a
0: high look and a proud heart. A high look, I'm sorry. That's arrogant. And kind a of
1: proud heart. What do we say pride was what kind of ingredient? A heart ingredient. Heart. heart. It starts there. It starts in the heart. Oh. Right. Can I go to Luke? I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Luke 17. And we're gonna read verses 12 to 19. Luke 17, 12 to 19. Pride. Pride is thankful. It's sad. There's so many facets of pride. There's so many ways it, it, it comes at you. And you can be involved in pride and not even be aware. And this is also to make us more aware. Starting at verse 12. and this is Jesus, and as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet saying, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. Let's get this picture. Let's get this picture. Leprosy, as you know, when you leprosy, they had to be set apart. And you could not go show yourself to the priest until you were healed of leprosy, because if you were before the priest with leprosy, then you could be killed. So you had to be you had to be healed. And when Jesus saw them, he screamed at them and he screamed back. And the scripture says, in verse 15, the scripture says, and one of them, when he saw them, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice glorified God. I'm going to put this before you. The scripture tells us, we as believers, this is a faith walk, and we understand that. This is a walk of faith. We understand that. This this leper, he told the ten to go, go show yourself. So they know. Yeah, what did I say? He said the leper Oh, the leper So the lepers know they have to be healed before they get to the priest. Jesus, as we've seen we see in so many scriptures, events, Jesus would heal them on the spot. He didn't do that there. He didn't heal them on the spot. He said, while they were still lepers, he said, go show yourself. And that's evident because the one who came back, as he went, he was healed. Mm -hmm. The healing came in the going. Mm -hmm. In his faithfulness, in his acting on the word, the healing came. We as believers, you said it earlier, we're already victorious. We have to act on that. We already more than conquerors. We act on that. So the, the one in the hill in the in the going, he was healed. And then he went back and he gave thanks. He gave
0: thanks.
1: He gave thanks. Now I don't know this. I don't know if he was the only one that made the trip. I don't know. I really don't know. But I know he was the only one. They went
0: back and was thankful. Go back to verse 16. I'm going to point something out. Mm-hmm. Remember, I, remember I said believers? Mm-hmm. Remember I said that? I'm not, I'm not talking to oil. I'm talking to believers. Mm-hmm. Look at this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he was a Samaritan. He didn't have a covenant for healing. He didn't have a covenant for healing. But he did what God told him to do, what yeah. Jesus yeah. told him to do, in spite of the fact, this is why we question whether or not maybe the other nine didn't go, the key thing was they never came back to give, to, to give thanks, we don't know that. but he was bold because he was acting on one thing, what? The the on the word, word of God. God. They were considering themselves. Either way you look at it, either they, they didn't go to the priest because they knew, they thought what the you know, consequences would be this, or they got healed and they didn't come back to thank him. But he was funny. He was a Samaritan, meaning that the other nine were Jews. They were covenant people. And, and, is that right? Amen. But this one came. He was thankful. He got his. He did what God told him to. And he, you see, if you get out of pride. And do what God tells you to do, mm-hmm. you'll get your
1: healing. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Be and then you'll be, Then you learn to be thankful. Glory Amen. be to God. Amen. Amen. Does that
1: makes sense. That makes sense. Glory be to God. Because good. be them, be they, be they Jews mm-hmm. and Samaritans, mm-hmm. they're in the good. same situation. Right. They're in fact. the same, the same boat. Glory same boat. Exactly. Glory mm-hmm. be to God. Whew. So. Where
0: should we go now? Well, I want to. I want to look at something. I want to go to Galatians chapter two, verse. Really. I want to point something out here. Paul understood this. Paul understood that that this. He understood that everything that Jesus. He knew it was revealed to him everything that Jesus had done for us, everything that. Uh, that Jesus has accomplished, and and the scripture tells us in uh, let's go to uh, Galatians chapter twenty. No, it John. Okay, we'll go, we're going to go back to Galatians, but John. I think it's John eleven twenty-five. or well, it might be in Matthew eleven twenty-five. But I'm not sure. We'll go to John. It might be Matthew eleven twenty-five. I think it's it's John eleven. Go to John 11, 25. Yeah, yeah. John 11, 25. I want to show you something here. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all you ready for this? Amen. And Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. He said, though he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. There are too many believers, too many Christians. Believers believe. Christians imitate. I know that's a strong statement. I know that shook a whole lot of foundation with that one. But that's okay. Believers believe. He says, he did not say he is a Christian. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Too many are waiting to start living after they die and go to heaven. They don't recognize the life that's in Christ Jesus now. They don't recognize that we now have the resurrection life of Jesus Christ. We have the resurrection life, the life... He was was raised up. He was raised up from the dead. And and he'll never return to the dead. We were raised up from the dead. We're we're never going to return to the dead. And we shouldn't live like the dead. We should live like those that are risen. amen. 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 So Paul gave us some insight into what that's like. Living according to the risen. The resurrection. Galatians chapter 2, and let's start at verse 20. Thank you, Jesus. Galatians 2, verse 20. Paul says, y'all ready for this? He says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Now, if I was crucified with Christ, what he's saying, I'm dead, yet I live. Alright? Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Watch this now. The life in, the life which I now live in the flesh, because I'm dead, I'm crucified, the life that I now live in the flesh, some of y'all are waiting to go to heaven to live. He says the life, he wants you to live while you're in this flesh. He says the life that I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Too many of us are trying to live on our own in this flesh. So we're living in the realm of the dead, of the uncrucified. All right, now watch this. I'm going to show you. How how can he live his life? He said, but a faithful Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Let's look at the next verse, verse
1: twenty. Wait, before we go to twenty, okay. 30, go 20, 20 before we go to twenty one. Twenty one, yes. Yeah. Yes. Right here? I think this I think this is where we're missing it, guys. Mm-hmm. in the very first sentence, I really think this is where we're missing it. We can get this as a if if this can become our reality. I am crucified with Christ. Right. If we can see our, we see Christ crucified. We see Christ crucified, but we don't see ourselves crucified with Him. Is it with Him or in Him? We don't see with Him. We don't see ourselves crucified with Him because we're alive Christ. Yes. That's what you're saying. Yes. Oh
0: my God! So tell them. <laughs>
1: Pride won't allow us to see ourselves crucified with Him. Amen. When Christ, thank you, Lord Jesus, when Christ went to the cross, all of this—this this is, this is—you got to see this. You got to, you got to know this is more real than anything in the natural you got to see this is actually happening, and you were there, and you were in it. When Christ went to that cross, when he was nailed to that cross, and he was crucified on that cross, when he took the sin, the sin of the world, our sin, but when you can see that actually happening, then you can see yourself being crucified with them. Because if I I can't see myself crucified with him, if isn't going to let me see myself crucified with him, then I'm going to continue seeing myself in the natural sense, the flesh. I'm going to to continue seeing myself in a way that I shouldn't see myself because I should see him, Mm. not myself. Because yes, I'm in the flesh, but it's no longer I that live because I saw myself crucified with him. So since I was crucified with him and he rose I rose with him notice it's always him first. It's always him first. Yes. Amen. And I rose in him. That's awesome.
0: Nevertheless I yet not I but Christ lived in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith by his faith. By the faith of the Son of God, the same faith that he had in order to be risen from the dead. His faith, his faith, he gave me the measure of faith. He gave me his faith. Amen. His faith. Because my faith would fail. Thank you, I Jesus. couldn't do it. Thank you, Jesus. I can't believe it. That makes sense to me. It doesn't make sense. You no, know, it doesn't make sense. This is what he has done. I now live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. Now, what's this? Amen. Next verse, verse 21. Glory be to God. I, I do not frustrate the grace of God. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness came by the law then Christ is dead in vain. Let me show you something here. Stick with me, you'll see this. If I'm operating to the law, the law I would have to answer the law in my own strength, in my own ability, in my own capacity. I would in other words, then I would be judged by the law, right? And I'm going to fail every time. Mm-hmm. Because if we I mean, it basically says that if, if 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 I have to try to establish my own righteousness then Christ is dead in vain. So how do I let Christ live in me? Grace. Grace. Christ. Holy Spirit. God's ability. God's strength. God's capacity. I do not frustrate the grace of God. What does it mean to frustrate the grace of God? Why would I ever frustrate the grace of God? Because I would be so focused on me, my, I, I and being pride that I would set aside the grace of God. I would reject the grace of God. When I'm in pride, I neutralize the grace of God. And what what it means to neutralize the grace of God bring it to nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Just it. I would cast it off when I'm in pride. That's what I do. I don't want to be in pride. Mm-hmm. I want grace to work in me. Yes, yes. That is Christ living in me. The life that I live, I live by the grace of God. Hallelujah. But I have to move out in a way, I have to be crucified with Christ. I have to be crucified. I have to remain crucified and allow him to live in me. Allow grace to live in me. Stop teaching people that grace covers you when you sin. <laughs> <That's right.
1: laughs>
0: that is a counterfeit and a lie and you reduced the, what the grace of God really is. That's right. Some of you live in a life of hell because some preacher done told you, you got the grace of God. He forgives you. You got the mercy of God that you didn't get crushed like a bug. But he's giving you the grace of God so you wouldn't have to be a bug. And it it's Christ living in you. The grace of God is Christ living in you. That's why you're more than a conqueror. Because grace
1: lives in you. Christ is living in you. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Thank you Jesus.
0: I do not frustrate the grace of God. If the grace of God wants to work. Christ, that is Christ. The grace of God is Christ in you. Amen. And because grace is in you, you always recognize and acknowledge that you have the victory. Yes. Yes. Glory to God. Amen. Who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. I hope mm-hmm. you're saying, I'm a child of the most High God. Yes. I have the life and nature of God yes. on the inside of me. Amen. Grace works in me. Yes. It is Christ when grace is in me. Christ yes. is in me. Yes. Living out his life in me. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Glory. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Glory, Glory
1: to, God. God. Glory to God. Glory. God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. All I can say is believeth thou this. Believe huh? thou this. This is just this is to be continued. Because pride has hindered the church. Pride has kept us bound when the scripture says Christ came to set the captives free yes, and is. so of us are still are still not free. That's right, that's right. Still in captivity. Still in captivity. My, 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 He came to set the captives free. Mm-hmm. We're still bound. We're still living in yeah. condemnation. We're still not resting. Yeah. And it's because Pride still has a hold. There's still evidence of it. But it's going to be by the end of this series, guys. Not only are we going to... First, okay, first. This isn't... We're not teaching this so you can look at others. Because that's what pride does. Amen. amen, amen. We're (laughs) teaching this so we can examine ourselves. Examine ourselves. Glory be to God. Amen. But we can examine ourselves, and we can, and we can, um, listen you you, you, the target, and then you just demolish it. The target, when you're looking for a target, and you, ah! And then you just demolish it. You identify the target, and you destroy it. Yeah, you identify the target, and you destroy it. That's what we're doing. There you go. (laughs) You identify it, and you destroy it. In our lives, that's what we're doing. That's what this, Teaching is going to do. I'm telling you, since we started this teaching, there were a lot of things. Pastor, I would be around the house or in the car, and there would be a lot of things I could say. And then I was like, oops. I identified it. (laughs) I identified it. So it did not come out of my mouth. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. This is for us. Amen. This is for us. Amen. Glory be to God. I just want to end with
0: one more passage of Scripture here. It's all It says in uh, 4.5 4, uh, 4, of James. I'm going to read about 4 or 5 verses here. It says, but he gives, verse 5, says, Do you do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? What kind of spirit is that? Pride. Pride. And he says, but he giveth more grace... Wherefore, God resists the proud, yes. those that are in pride, but he giveth grace to the humble. Yeah. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. What's it say? Resist the devil and he'll free from you. Wait a wait minute, minute. Wait a minute. People are running around the devil. Uh, what does it mean? Resist pride. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Just keep going. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. Stop relying on your own strength, your own ability. Draw nigh unto God, and he'll draw nigh unto you. Amen. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. He said, Cleanse your hands and purify your hearts. Get rid of pride. Listen. Purify your heart, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn. And we let your laughter be turned to mourning and your and your joy to heaviness. He says this is the verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. And he shall lift you up. Amen. Amen. He shall lift you up.
1: Resist the devil. Submit so yourself to God. Right. Submit yourself. Submit. Submit it. Right. Church. Grace. Have we done the first thing? Amen. Have we submitted? Submit. Some Grace. Let us submit. We don't submit your pride. Yes. And something else you just said. I can't remember. my work. The glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, you read it right here. And it says um, exalt. Where did you read that? He shall exalt Where is that? He shall lift you up. He shall lift you up. Some of us want people to, to lift us up. Want, we, want, we, we want people to put us, to see us in a certain way. We want people. No, it's not even about that. It's not even right. about that. Right. If you want to be lifted up, kill pride. Destroy, destroy pride in your life right. so that He, our Lord, can lift us up. Because when he does it, our hearts are going to be right towards others. We're going to walk in and experience that all that's ours. All of his promises, because they are yes and amen. And we'll be able to experience those promises. Glory be to God. Glory to God. So I want to thank you, our Facebook family. I don't know if we welcomed you today, but I welcome you (laughs) now. I'm sorry. Um, And all of you who are listening, Those of you, this this life that we're talking about is only found in Christ Jesus. It's only found in Christ Jesus. It's only in him that we experience his forgiveness, his love, his power, his grace. It's only in him, the spirit of the living Christ. So we, we hope that you've heard something today that pricked your heart that said that, that caused you to say, I want that life. I Amen. want to live that life. I want to I want to change. I want to be different. And it's only in Jesus the risen Christ. The Bible tells us that we will confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that we will be saved. And what's so awesome about that scripture? Is that how we get into the kingdom? And that's how we live in the kingdom, is believing and saying it, believing it and saying it, believing it and saying yes. it. Yes. Because that's what faith does, Get believes and what faith says. And we get to experience this life, the newness, coming out of darkness into his dear life. So just repeat this after me. Just repeat this from your heart. Lord, it be God. Father, we thank you that you loved us so much you sent jesus your son to live and to die for me Amen. i thank you father that i was a sinner but now i've accepted jesus as my lord and I am, now I am now in the family, in family. The, family of God. the family of God. And I thank you, Father, and I thank you. that all my, all my sins have been forgiven. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. For, coming to my heart. for coming into my heart. And I ask, and I, ask I allow, I allow you, you to live your life. In, your life. In, your In, Jesus In Jesus' name, Amen Amen. Glory be Amen. to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Facebook family. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 We bless the name of Jesus. We praise the name of Jesus. We sing unto the King of Israel. Father, we thank you for this message, and we thank you, Father, that as this message goes forth, as others will hear. Whenever it is, whenever, wherever in the world and whenever in the world they receive this message, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you never sleep and you will pick their hearts and you will speak to their hearts. They will come into the kingdom of the living God. Thank you. And we thank you for that, Holy Spirit. We thank you that this message goes forth into all the corners of the world. We thank you, Lord. Glory be to God. and Jesus' thank you. Now yeah. we will glory be to God. Uh, glory.